On the Crosstalk on WIZM, I'm Mike Hayes. It happens that she told me yesterday, uh, well, in a message, she actually told me last night when she called, I'll be at the warehouse, Mike, it's really loud, but I'll have my phone, I'll keep an eye on my watch, and I will, in, in, in fact, I am a minute early, so maybe she'll call in a minute. Now, Fred, that's uh, thanks for the suggestion on on uh, if I if I got the vaccine live on the air, no one would notice, and it's going to be a very long time before people. Well, I'm older, so maybe I'm higher up the ladder than young people just because I'm old. But I don't have uh, you know I'm a long ways from a frontline worker. I have no other health issues except I'm old. And so where that puts me on the list, I I don't know. I will wait for the announcement that says, okay, everybody else, come and get a vaccine. Nobody's going to give it to me sooner than later. Nobody's, you know, it's, uh, and uh, honestly, you know, and does everybody uh, need to take the vaccine, get the vaccine and do it publicly? Or they don't believe you. I don't know. The president has said he will. Fauci is going to get his. They're going to do theirs publicly to prove that it's not all the nurses. We've seen lots and lots of news stories from uh, nurses, frontline workers getting uh, getting their shots, doctors in emergency rooms and so forth, getting their shots on camera to show. And those of you who are skeptical uh, and and those of you who absolutely believe that this is a giant baloney, uh, can keep an eye on. Uh, gosh, I have not heard. Thank goodness, I haven't heard from anybody who said, "How do we know the vaccine was really in that syringe we saw in the news? How? What if they're just being injected with saline solution? <clears throat> you know, and and you, I suppose you're right. If you're looking for some kind of dark corner every time you turn around, then uh, then I suppose that's, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I just don't. It is uh, uh, nine minutes before nine o'clock. The uh, angel giving tree gifts are being uh, handed out today. Our guest on the crosstalk from the Salvation Army, one of one of Santa's most important helpers, Christina Knutson. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Good morning. Merry Christmas. So, how's it going over there? You know, we are getting ready. The workshop has got all of our elves over here today. We are ready and can't wait to start delivering some gifts and some food baskets to families. We had about 1,100 kids for helping this year. Last year we had about 800, so definitely an increased need. Yeah, And then along with that, each child gets um, some clothing, um, and they receive toys already. Our partners, uh, Lacrosse JCs, had their distribution last Saturday. And then each family today gets a food basket, one or two of them. So we are ready. We are willing. We are excited. Um, again, all of we've had so many people behind the scenes putting things together, um, not just staff, but volunteers and so many businesses and individuals and families saying, how can I help? And so this is just a huge, just huge project that we are just so thrilled and just humbled, too. Like, I, I keep saying our community is there, and, and they really are. I mean, it is in times of need, you really see the lacrosse community come out and just reach out and just deliver when it's needed. Well, and, and when you and uh, others say the need is greater this year, no one has followed that up with, oh, really? Why? 
everyone everyone knows why the need is greater this year, and that's why there's 1,100 kids up from 800 kids. That's why there's 481 families receiving food baskets up from last year. That's why the need is great, because the situation demands it. And when you and I can get on the air and say, boy, man, we really we really need you to uh, to help us out. They the the community responds. I that doesn't surprise you, does it? No. In again, we live in just a warm, humble community. I mean, again, if everyone is has their something that they are dealing with this, you know, through COVID, everyone has had something. It's you know, or being away from family, or or you know, losing a job, or having a dual income go to single income. I mean, all of us are struggling in some way. But no matter what, the community still. I mean, people are reaching out saying, "How can I help? How can I help others?" How can I help my neighbors? And, again, watching out for each other. So, again, we're humbled. Um, We are so excited to be able to do this. We cannot do this alone. I mean, the Salvation Army is here, but the community is what reaches out and lets us help others. We can't do this by ourselves. 1,100 bags, yes, were packed um, by volunteers and staff and community, but it was those in the community that provided that. So, again, we're just humbled. We're excited to, you know, Christmas is going to be just a little brighter. It's that one day of the year where we can all let go and forget our worries and just, you know, have a good Christmas, and that's what we hope for. Well, and it's nice to know that you had enough stuff, Christmas presents and so forth, to fill 1,100 bags. That's a lot of bags. It is. And, again, we partnered with the JCs, um, and they got – so each child gets a gift, so a toy, and then they also get clothing. Um, and, again, it's it's really important to have those, you know, new items or pajamas or really, you know, socks and underwear. And, you know, a lot of the people who donated also went above and beyond. It wasn't just – you know, we just are humbled by asking for a shirt and a pair of pants um, – a shirt and a pair of pants and some socks and underwear, but people went above and beyond and maybe added in a sweatshirt or added in a coat or something extra because, again, we all know those extras, especially in the winter for those kiddos, that's important. Right. Well, and when you see on the list that, uh, you know, boy, boy C, eight years old, needs socks, no, no thinking parent, no mom or dad ever said, well, he needs one pair of socks, so here you go. If you need socks, you need more than one pair of socks. So they, you know, you get a bag that's filled with maybe half a dozen pair of socks. Thank you very much. That's that's the super helpful part. Right, and again, it's just you know just the extras. And as you know, and we're looking at kids, and and they're going through a hard time too. I mean, they're a lot of them are you know learning from home, and they're struggling, and they're not seeing friends and. And, you know, so it's those extra things that makes them smile. And that's what we want to do because we want to, you know, support. And, again, all be there for each other because we said it so many times, but, you know, these unprecedented times and the holidays and being away from family, we all need each other. And so, you know, it is. It's that extra warm pair of socks. Or, again, as I always say, Santa really delivers. And this year he really, he's really delivering, and we're really appreciative of the community. No doubt about that. And all of Santa's helpers that are listening this morning that had a part in helping you and uh, the JCs and their Toys for Tots program make sure that all these kids and families have a little something more at Christmas. Development Director for the Salvation Army, Christina Knudsen. Hey, can we ring some bells on Friday? 
Oh, you betcha. You I, come see us on Friday. We've got another fun, exciting match day. Wh- Riverfest, the First Mates, Commodores, and Board of Directors are going to be ringing. Great. So uh, come out and see us on Friday. I got a text early this morning from someone saying, how many more match days are there? We'll talk about it on Friday, and I've got a great uh, Christmas song story to tell you about uh, the couple.